0: See it uh, now? Okay, yeah. That looks right.
1: This is ASMR of me drinking out of a glass with a straw. Was that mouth sound loud enough for all the ASMR people?
0: You can do it close <laughs> to the mic. Hold on. Yeah.
1: Honestly, people who want to listen to that are sick, and I regret doing it because now I'm going to to listen to it when I'm editing. Like, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to this Sister Luna podcast. It's not actually an ASMR podcast, you guys. We didn't suddenly change the topic on you.
0: It would be format? I don't care. Well, topic shifts week to week and format is the general, like. Okay, fine. Tone, overarching themes.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, you are the Hierophant, aren't ya? Aren't ya? Uh, what do you mean by that? Because the Hierophant likes everything to be in its proper place. It's all about, like, being in your niche.
0: Categorization. Sure. I so feel like that, that's a, I don't know, an of our time, um, like indie backyard band guy thing to do. <laughs> like to be able, like, that's the guy that That's a genre. That's yeah, it's like a exactly. like
1: weird combination of things. Yeah. Or genre mm-hmm. or whatever.
0: I'm Sister Luna.
1: <coughs> there is no Sister Luna. Wait. Well, there is, but she's up there in the sky. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Welcome to the Sister Luna podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm Madeline Rose Wild. I'm John host. Wild. Yeah, we're your hosts. Yeah, the other one. Yep. And only two. Two Wilds. Stop looking at my notes. We've established that this is bad when you do that. Right because you can't help but make fun of me before I've even said anything.
0: Too wild, too furious. <laughs> okay.
1: So, our topic today is spirits. Remember when we went to that antique mall like a couple days ago and I was trying on that jacket? Remember? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, I did a rumor two days ago. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you see it when that thing flew off the shelf?
0: No, I heard the like...
1: The thump of it yeah, in the ground.
0: Yeah, but I didn't see it moving at
1: all. It like flung with force.
0: Was It was like right when you put the coat on?
1: Yeah, like it was literally as I was like putting my other arm in, trying yeah. it on. And then the little thing that was something about a Bible, but it was, like, tiny.
0: So, it, um, it was, like, a Bible stamp collection.
1: <laughs> okay. So, the Bible stamp collection flew off of its little table. Yeah. Like, almost four feet and hit the ground with, like, a loud thump. There was nobody standing near it. There was nobody anywhere near it. There was no explanation for why that should have happened mm. and then i uh, still bought the code
0: i'm trying to find the thing like the to explain what it is because yeah like it's basically like it's brass etchings and then you take that and you're like hmm, i got bible scenes
1: yeah i don't know it was like a tiny little box that said something about bible st- stuff on it
0: yeah, but then you—the idea is—you would take that, you would dip it in your ink, and then you could like—sure, I get it. Recreate. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, no. The spirit was just was just saying that you looked hot in the coat. <laughs> it
1: was like, damn. Yeah, exactly. But I can't say, damn. It's like, so I'm gonna fling this
0: <laughs>
1: collection of Bible stamps <laughs> to <onto> the ground.
0: <laughs> you look sacrilegious.
1: Uh, it got my attention. Yeah. Maybe they were like, witches is looking hot. No, <laughs> we must throw the Bible at them. <laughs> I don't know. Depends on what kind of person that was. Hmm. Provided it's a person. I feel like probably because if you're in an antique mall, like a lot of those items probably have the spirit of someone who owned it attached. Oh, absolutely. To some extent, I would yeah. imagine. Okay. Well, we're not here to only just talk about our own paranormal experiences. Even though that is fun, we're on the informative side of our our podcast now. It's like the opposite of a villain turn. We're like having a like a paragon turn to good what? because this whole season is about like teaching people specific things about witchcraft, like beginner style, so that
0: but hasn't it always?
1: Yeah, yeah, sort of.
0: I don't okay. Know. <laughs>
1: I'm approaching it in a way that's less like just random and whatever I think of, I think would be funny or like that I feel like researching. It's more so intentionally set up so that each episode is like gives you one more building block and like, you know, by the end of the season, you'll have a basic like understanding of witchcraft generally... Right. Does that make sense?
0: Witchcraft 101. Yeah. That's the name of the season.
1: Um.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> Not married to it, but yeah. It's like yeah, it's accurate. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So if the course, how does university work? I didn't go. If the course is Witchcraft 101, then what are all these like separate episodes, lectures?
0: Yeah, lectures or, like, modules or...
1: Modules, great. Yeah. Let's go with that. Okay, so you are our, like, resident novice.
0: Okay. Right?
1: I mean, you started out being like, I'm just a guy, but that has quickly kind of not really...
0: Sure, yeah. ...been like that. I mean, yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. So, do you work with spirits already? Do you have any, are you talking to ghosts? Are you like talking to dead relatives? Are you um, talking to plants?
0: I mean, yes. So, well, like, uh, no, those are two different things in my mind. Like, the building I work in is absolutely haunted. Mm. But spirit itself is something that is more like ephemeral, like. I think there are certain like spiritual energies that sort of transcend space. <laughs> that transcends space. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs>
1: okay. You're again, I always ask you a question and I'm expecting you to just be like, "No." Like, <laughs> "Yes." And then you go into this really long description that
0: Well, it's not an, a simple question.
1: Okay, yes it is. Do you work with spirits or not? No. Okay. (laughs) Why not? I think a lot of people's assumption is that that is very advanced.
0: Right. And my answer to why not would be more like a long-winded, complicated thing as well.
1: Mm. Okay. Go ahead.
0: It's not a prime modality. Sure. Sure. If I am working with spirits, it's not an intentional process so much as, like, something that may be influencing or influenced by the work that I'm otherwise doing. And if there is a spiritual intent, if there is a spiritual influence, then I am not consciously aware of it. So I'm not comfortable saying that I'm working with them. It's not an active process.
1: Got it. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so then when I say working with spirits, what do you think of? Like, what do you picture?
0: I guess I would say it would have to be a more active dialogue.
1: Conversing with the dead? Is that what you're imagining?
0: I don't think that spirits are necessarily dead. Okay. I think that they can be energies of people who have, like, transcended their mortal coil. (laughs) But I also think that... They don't have to be. I think yes. that a spirit can exist without having necessarily, like, being a corporeal being.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Correct.
0: <laughs> I didn't look at the notes at all.
1: <laughs> I didn't say you did. <laughs> I just thought that you were, I mean, again, like, you almost have too much information, like, too much of an understanding to really play the, like, right. straight guy, straight man. Is that what it's called? The normal dude character.
0: Um, Uh, The the Everyman? Sure. Like the Luke Skywalker. Yeah. In the first movie. Yes. How am I supposed to see with the blaster down? Blaster shield down, yeah.
1: Sure. I saw a meme that said the most relatable part of Star Wars was when Yoda gets so tired of answering Luke's questions, he just dies. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like... Okay, and they're like I'm a parent of a five year old. Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, hopefully I won't die if you get too good at this Luke Skywalker impression.
0: Well, you know what happened to Yoda? What? Turned into a spirit.
1: Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, we just continue. You just need an EMF instead of just a straight microphone. Okay. Um, So I think that one of the main things I want to talk about that people who are completely new and don't live with a very seasoned witch would (laughs) want to know about it, which is which spirits would you start with?
0: Which spirits would you start with?
1: (laughs) Well, first of all, I would point out the fact that one of the core like tenets of my belief system and the way that my magic is structured is that is animism. Everything has its own spirit. Mm -hmm. Like the table that we're sitting at, this is an oak table, which means it was an oak tree. Mm -hmm. So it has the spirit of oak still, but it's not the same as the spirit of a tree. Obviously, a table and a tree are not the same. They don't have the same vibe. But this also carries the spirit of, like, the person who made it, because it's, like, an antique table, etc. You know what I mean? That's where the saying knock on wood comes from, is, like, you're calling up the spirit of that wood to, like, protect you from fucking yourself over.
0: Wow. it's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> That's honestly one of the most, like, commonly used expressions in
1: my work. Oh, specifically there. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So that being said, like if you are doing any type of spell that's beyond like visualization that we were just talking about, Mm. anything that's like utilized as something that's not immediately part of yourself, whatever ingredient or tool you're using has its own... Spirit its own like essence Mm -hmm. and being aware and respectful of that is first Yeah, in my opinion But beyond that I would say that like plant spirits are probably a good like first foray into Mm. Spirit like communication like you kind of were talking about a minute ago yeah. I do think that even, like, the expression spirit communication probably skeeves, like, a lot of people out. Mm. I see people in the store, like, even some people who work there. Like, we have a Ouija board in stock now, which we'd never had one for, like, a, the whole time that I was there for most of the time. Yeah. We've only had it for a few months. Um, We had two, and one of them sold. I wasn't there, though, so I don't know who bought it, but... It used to be down, like, in a spot where everybody could see it. It was in a box, but it was, like, you know.
0: Sure.
1: Reachable level height. Uh, and then a girl, like a teenager, started saying that, like, she wanted to get it. Like, she was with her mom or some adult. And then this other coworker of mine literally took it and, like, put it up on a high shelf. And I was right. like, what are you doing <laughs> i i did say something which i should really learn to keep my mouth shut but i was like what's the why did you move it and anyways whatever people are so irrationally afraid of things just because somebody made a movie about how it's scary and it's like you need to calm down (laughs) even people who would say like i'm a witch still have this
0: sorry are you referring to the ouija movie
1: Um, I haven't seen that, but the Ouija board, as an item, has been in lots of horror movies. Oh, okay. Like, before that was a thing.
2: Okay.
1: Like, people believe that it leads to spiritual, or um, demonic possession, Mm. and stuff like that. Right. Anyways. (laughs) So, I guess I'm on Ouija board now, so (laughs) should I finish talking about that, or should I go back to plant spirits?
0: You can go back to birds.
1: Okay. So I do have a video on my YouTube about this. So you can feel free if you want more in-depth information. Hmm. It's like 17 minute long just talking about this, but essentially communicating with plants is relatively easy, especially provided you have a basic understanding of how to sense energy. Perhaps we should cover energy sensing first. It's very easy. Basic. Mm. We won't go into like auras or anything like that, but okay, so here's another exercise. Remember when we did manifestation? Mm. Okay, more exercises. So hold up your hand cool. and it doesn't matter, whichever one you want. You can see it, so you know it's there, right? Okay, now close your eyes and wiggle your fingers around. You know your hand is there because you can feel it moving, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Now, keep your eyes closed and don't move. Do you know that your hand is there? Can you sense the energy of your hand? Yes. Great. You can sense energy. Congratulations.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> it still was. Uh,
1: yeah, it still was. So that's obviously very basic. Sensing the energy of your own body is definitely going to be the easiest thing. Mm-hmm. but. As soon as you take these first steps into things like that, you do find, especially if you have the intention to, like, deepen that ability, it happens pretty fast usually. So, yeah. You can also think of the fact that, like, when somebody's standing behind you, even though you didn't hear them and you can't see them, you know that they're there. Yeah. You can just, like, sense them.
0: Yeah. I actually heard this described in a different way recently. Mm -hmm. And it's... You'll be very aware of this. It's when you have a cat you're in your house and things are quiet mm-hmm. and you know that it's quiet because the cat's calm. and then there's a different kind of energy when it's quiet <laughs> and it's you know there's something suspicious going on with the cat. <laughs> it's
1: so true. yeah yeah yep yeah. I literally had that. I'm- cat is
0: quiet, calm. Cat is quiet, suspicious. Chaotic. Yeah,
1: chaos. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely was, like, the first summer that we had her in this house. I was standing in the kitchen. This is when she was on the harness all the time still outside, too. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm standing, I let her out and I'm like standing in the kitchen, like at the sink, kind of washing a thing. And then I just, out of nowhere, I almost dropped the plate I was holding. (laughs) Got the message, like, go check on the cat immediately. And I was like, what? Oh my Mm. god, it's gonna be a coyote or something. And I ran out there and the cat was like in the tree, all fucking looking at me, like, ah! Yeah. (laughs) I was like, oh my god.
0: It's of that, or you're sitting there and then you think like, I need to check on the cat and then she's got the entire garbage bag in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like shredded it. Yeah. Like, right.
1: Good. Okay. But so you can use that same principle that you used to sense your own hand, to sense the energy of a plant. So you would literally just basically extend your hand to it and like. Just try to clear your mind and allow whatever impressions, vibes Mm. to come. Yeah. And I always recommend that if you have plants around that you don't know what kind of plant it is and you don't know what it's like used for, that's actually better Mm. to start with because then you don't have any biases that are clouding what you're getting. Speaking of plant spirits, I'm drinking some spirits right now. Wildlife distillery?
0: Uh correct.
1: Okay. So they made a gin blend that's like made from botanicals that are locally like wildcrafted from the prairies. So here we are. I'm communicating with some prairie plant spirits right now. Yum. Okay. That's also where I was... Oh, mine too. Huh? Mm. Oh, yeah. Because you're drinking the meat that we made, right? Yeah. What did we put in there?
0: Um, we did We did use rhodiola, which right. is kind of a mountainous root. Um, the rhodiola that we use, I believe, is harvested in like Washington State. Mm. Um, so still the Rocky Mountains. Um, but then the honey was local.
1: Right. Yes, bees.
0: Bees. Yes.
1: Once you start, like, if you do find that animism and witchcraft vibes for you, you will find that when you notice that there's, like, a bug in your house or something, you're not going to want to just be like, oh, kill it. Because you're like, no, that bug has its own life. (laughs) Like, (laughs) he's his own little guy. And I can't just kill him. (laughs) Anyways, that's kind of unrelated, but you said bees and it made me think of it. Mm. Yeah. Even the cat knows not to fuck up a bee. True. She literally found a, like, exhausted, tired little poor bee in our house and she was just pointing at it with her paw and going, meow. (laughs) (laughs) Like, trying to get my attention to be like, look, this bee needs your help. I don't have thumbs. What am I going to do? (laughs)
0: Um, I have that in nature path near work with Mm -hmm. the enormous trees. Mm -hmm. And often, like, especially, like, you know, if I'm going down there with a kid, like, I'll hug the trees and encourage them to sit in. And it's partly, like, a deep pressure thing because it allows them to, like...
1: (laughs) Oh, squeeze the tree. Yeah. And and get,
0: you know, a lot of resistance back. But then mm, there's something good that feels... There's something that feels good uh-huh. about having a tree. Yes. That trend says just that.
1: For sure. Okay. And so, like, w- again, I'm going back to this, like, witch talk trend that I also dragged in the manifestation episode where they just do a spell using a bunch of herbs that they list, and they may list, like, a singular property of them, like, love or manifestation, like, money or whatever. Mm. And that's it. Then they're like, oh, the end. And that's so shallow and honestly disrespectful to those plant spirits, in my opinion, because they're not, first of all, they're not one thing. No. Like a rose. Have you ever seen a rose? you really going to look at that and just get be like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to get these dried rose petals. I'm going to fucking shove them in this little jar and then love. and that's all. It literally has the spiral of like creation and life, and like it's vibrating with divine feminine energy. And you're just not to mention not just the petals, but the fucking thorns. Like, you're completely, <sighs> anyways. So, no, were... <laughs> no, no, you're right.
0: Like, I'm looking at a rose right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. What kind? Wild.
1: That's right. <laughs> So yeah, I just think that actually knowing how to connect with plant spirits is not only key and important in magic, like witchcraft regardless, but especially if you're going to be doing spells where you're using herbs and plants in the spell, out of respect for those plants, you ought to at least know a little bit about them and treat them as though you are collaborating with them and not treating them like they an ingredient in a stew that mm-hmm. you're not making like intentionally. I feel like I keep accidentally throwing shade on kitchen magic, which I actually do all the time. Mm-hmm. Not throw shade, like actually do kitchen magic. But I don't know how else to explain. Like what do you put together with no intention that you're like, oh, I don't care. Like you're haphazardly packing a suitcase yeah. on short notice or something. <laughs> I don't know. Oh yeah, another sort of like, ex- a slightly more advanced version of the sp- the plant spirit communication is the communication with the spirit of a place. Hmm. And a place meaning like an outdoor place in this context. It's like specifically oh, okay. about not just whichever individual plants are there, but like what overarching spirits are like guarding and, like, managing this area and all the plants that are there. Yeah. Which, that's a fairy, I would say. You know, like, if we're going to kind of throw a name on it, that makes it a bit easier to talk about. Obviously, not everybody would call that a fairy. But I do think that that's where fairies, like, that's where they fit in. Managing, taking care of the plants and
0: stuff. Certainly.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, I talked about inanimate objects. Okay, what's another type of spirit that you would think I'm going to mention? It's pretty...
0: Ghosts and ghouls. Rude. What?
1: Honestly rude. Okay, so would you... If you needed needed help, you're backed into a corner, you're like, oh no, I'm fucked. And the only thing you can do is call on a ghost. Are you just going to be like, whoever's... Hello, whoever's around, ghost, come help me.
0: Hmm, probably not.
1: Yeah, so who are you going to call? Well,
0: but how am I backed into a corner?
1: Your ancestors. The ghosts who actually give a shit about you. Not um, necessarily yeah. ghosts, but, you know, spirits of people who've passed on that actually have a reason to care whether you, like, live or die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or succeed at whatever you're doing. Yeah. You know?
0: There's a whole movie about this. What? There's a whole movie about this. Let's get down to business.
1: <laughs> Mulan?
0: Yeah.
1: I am the great stone dragon. <laughs> <laughs> um, It's true. And you know what? Mulan's ancestors were super proud of her. Mm. So. She did it. Yeah. Oh, man. That scene at the end when um, the Hun is like after... The general and he's like you took away my victory and then she pulls back her hair and she's like no he didn't <laughs> you're like "Oh!" <laughs> so good <laughs> the soldier from the mountain mm. also people have pointed out that his reaction the hun is not like what you're a girl it's just like it's you <laughs> the one that fucked me over like he doesn't yeah. react to the like finding out that she's actually a woman at all because he's a
0: warrior. He respects women.
1: Well, and the Huns didn't segregate their army yeah. like them. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> He's a warrior. He respects women. Meanwhile, they're, like, literally raping every woman in a town, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so, ancestors. Be they Huns or not.
0: Who is it that, like, I don't know, a significant proportion in the world can trace their ancestry back to? Until the high. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean like that's an ancestor for a <laughs> lot of people. That's
1: true. Pretty badass. Yeah. Uh yeah. So okay. Ancestor work is another, like, pretty key cornerstone of a lot of witches like practice. And I'm not I wouldn't say that it's a requirement, but I would be confused as to why you wouldn't want to do that. Um, And I think that the main reason people have is that, like, they, there's two. Either they're afraid of ghosts and, like, death and whatever, so they don't want to get involved because they think they're going to get possessed by a demon, like the Ouija board thing. Or they have a bad relationship with their, like, actual family members, people that they've actually known. And, like, met in their life, whether they're living or dead. And so then they're like, well, no, fuck them. I don't want to be involved. And that's just not the same thing. I understand. No. But yeah, and,
0: and yeah, like, I, I'm really glad you said that because I was going to be like, mm, I think a pretty good reason. <laughs> but I would say in addition to that, it's not just about like having bad or like negative feelings towards your immediate familial relations. But, like, we should recognize that, like, we live in a country that where yeah. those, those ties to ancestry, to, you know, traditional ways of knowing were completely, like, severed intentionally mm-hmm. as part of a genocide. And it's, like, overcoming that trauma, overcoming that um, separation is something that is not going to come easily.
1: It's true. And that definitely does branch into, like, intermediate, at least, I would say, witchcraft. Like, Mm. fully, I don't know, breaking those generational curses, as people call it these days. Doing that kind of shadow work. Like, it's very key to, uh, like, healing yourself and your line. And also, like, existing in the world as it is now. Um, Especially as a spiritual person, but again, a little bit more advanced, a little bit more difficult. Definitely encouraged, nevertheless. But it ancestor work is. We have another full episode on this from our season zero. (laughs) Halloween it was Mm. leading up to, but so I'm not going to talk about it much longer. But ancestor connection is another one of the reasons why I always encourage people to look at their own like yeah the witchcraft that originates in the same place that they do that their family comes from it's not just like oh do your own thing mind your own business don't appropriate other people it's also like why wouldn't you want to engage with the rich history that is actually like connected to you and that your ancestors practiced like it just hits different Mm-hmm. When you're like, oh, you can just feel it. You're like, oh, I'm not the first one to do this. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes when I'm making borscht, I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> there's all these people in here all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> I put under here, Baba Yaga's book of witchcraft. <laughs> also earlier, so some of my sources, well, I don't actually have a lot of listed sources, mm-hmm. For the episodes that we've recorded this season because it's inside of my brain. It's from my own experience. So I couldn't necessarily um, track a lot of can. that yeah. anywhere. But there's a couple books that I mention here. Baba Yaga's Book of Witchcraft and Entering Hecate's Garden. That one's more so um plant magic, but it is a little bit about like the lineage of witches too, kind of. Right. Especially if you're Greek, I guess. But they talk about Hakate as the mother of all witches in that book, so. mm-hmm. There's also, speaking of Baba Yaga, the spirit of a house. What? Yeah, this table's very creaky.
0: Yeah. It just started to be.
1: No. Yeah.
0: Deal <laughs> with that. What is the spirit of this house?
1: What do you mean? What is it?
0: Well, you are, like, we're in our house right now. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. Maybe this this is a question for after we define the the subcategory. But I, like, what is the spirit of a house?
1: <laughs> so the reason I said, speaking of Baba Yaga, the spirit of a house, like yeah. you know, you know, John, what Baba Yaga's house looks like, right? Yeah,
0: it's got chicken legs.
1: Yeah, it has foul legs, and it can get up and walk around and move and change and whatever the rooms are not set etc it's because that's to show that a house has its own personality its own Mm. spirit almost like its own sense of agency to some extent Baba Yaga's house definitely does and so a witch's house or any house but especially a witch's house is alive it's like a living thing sort of again you know what I mean like
0: so, does that mean that the house might operate counter to Baba Yaga's intents?
1: I don't think so, no. Okay. It's like an extension of her intent.
0: Right. So, when but I it say could. it
1: has its own agency, I kind of mean like without her needing to do or say anything or her even being there, it would like turn its back on someone who shouldn't come in. Right. Do you know what I mean?
0: It's like a loyal dog or like a horse. <laughs> sure. <laughs>
1: yeah and so yeah the house itself as per animism but even on a bigger scale has its own energy its own spirit every time someone comes into this house they're like oh my god this is such a great house and i mean Mm -hmm. yeah it was renovated to be pretty sick like even just visually but also it's the vibe of the house that people come in immediately like love it Mm -hmm. even people who've been here many times like every time will say yeah What a great feeling the house has.
0: Well, you know it's full of? What? Plants. (laughs) That's true. Both living in...
1: Right. (laughs) He means like the walls and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Not enough plants in my opinion still, but we'll get there. But there's also spirits of the house in a different way. Mm-hmm. where it's like a spirit that kind of is of the house, but it's not the, sp- the house's spirit. Does that make sense? It's a, like a Nyssa, where we've talked about that Okay, before. yeah, I was about a to say. A spirit that kind of like is the master of the house, like they kind of manage the house. Mm-hmm. Again, similar to the way that fairies manage like the forest or the yeah. garden. Domovik or a Nyssa or many other variations, depending on where you're from. Mm. manage the house
0: so how might one commune with the spirit of their house
1: well I would say the the spirit of the house itself or a house like dwelling spirit there is a commonality a commonality would be that you need to take care of them and treat them well right and then they will do the same for you like in terms of the spirit of the house itself it would be like intentional cleaning in terms of Mm. cleaning but also like cleansing you know, I'm a big proponent of like layering your magic on top of the things you're already doing right. instead of like having it be separate. And so when you clean your house, be like intentional that you're cleaning it, not just for you, but also for the house. And, you know, having gratitude for the house for protecting you and like keeping you alive, like, you know, sheltered and yeah, what have you. And if you want to have a household dwelling spirit, like, you don't automatically necessarily have them, mm. First of all. You definitely, your house has a spirit, but, like, it doesn't necessarily have a domovic. Right. So, depending on the type of spirit, the, like, specifics around inviting them vary. So, again, that comes from looking at your ancestry and what is that type of spirit called in... Mm yeah from where you're from, and that's how you would want to communicate with them okay. as well. Like in Slavic magic, the spirits <laughs> of the home are very deeply connected to the spirits of your ancestors. Mm-hmm. Like they're not one and the same, but they are very it's like they're in communication with each other. They're like collaborating for your benefit, right. yeah.
0: I think I might add, and and like I don't know if this has validity or not, but you kind of alluded to it up top on this topic. But inviting people into this home mm. mm-hmm, like lightens it up in a way that like lasts beyond the person being yeah. there. Like it, very it's, true. They they activate spaces that we don't necessarily use in the same way or don't use as much and. Like even just kind of the the joy that they heap onto it, and like when they say, it, "like oh, it's a nice place."
1: Mm-hmm. It's that, true. That little
0: bit of praise the house doesn't <laughs> really get. Yeah, validation.
1: That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I when I do house cleansings for people, I do always tell them like, okay, well now there's a void where all this negative energy was that I've removed for you. Mm. There's now just a huge energy like vortex like oh yeah. like there's nothing there so you need to fill it with something good and I feel like people almost never follow those instructions and then they end up with another problem and I'm just like well oh, I told you like I know what you want from me have a party or at least have like a family like game night or something you yeah. know to like have some positive energy in there um <laughs> What?
0: I've been meaning to do a cleansing on the cottage, like <laughs> since the new year. But it's never like I've never had the time to like dedicate to seeing that process through.
1: Well, you could put some intentionally selected essential oils or like some Florida water or something into your cleaning products. Hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mayups.
1: Okay. The book that I have suggested for the house spirit stuff is House Witch by Erin Murphy. She makes a lot of good books that are like excellent beginner books.
2: Mm.
1: They're the ones that are like the most popular, at least the ones that we carry at the store, are The Green Witch, The House Witch, and Protection Spells, I think, or something. So, like, each its own category. Right. But yeah, all good, like, beginner.
0: Why well, are just call protection witch.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: you got a sounds... name the scheme going.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, all this being said about spirits um, and spirit communication and stuff like that, though I do ancestor work, I have an ancestor altar, I have a master of the house, The domovic. I guess I should say B. And I work with plant spirits and fae and etc.
0: We got a wisp.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, channeling like fucking random ass spirits for any reason is not something I would ever do.
0: Yeah. Well, certainly like, not in your own.
1: <laughs> certainly not. Well, actually, if I had to do it. I would do it in here because that's where I'm the strongest and I'd be the most protected.
0: Fair, yeah.
1: But I wouldn't do it in the first place. And, like, it's insanely popular. And it's seen as, like, automatically good.
2: Hmm. It
1: seems like it's, like, nobody... Nobody who's super popular, I'll say, really approaches this topic with any nuance whatsoever it's always oh they're channeling a spirit from the other side so it must be good because they have all this like good messages for us Hmm. so you see that with um like Seth Speaks or like the Hicks people and like all these they're very kind of it's like one foot in Christianity but like but I'm a channeler of spirits. It's very kind of almost like spiritualism, like turn of the century angle of that.
0: It, it just your like that vague description sounds Mormon.
1: Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I'm not actually specifically sure, but yeah, that just kind of makes sense. Anyways, personally, I'm like, okay, so who the fuck are you, though? <laughs> like, what the. who is this? Excuse me. Like, and I've known people who their whole shit, their entire business is based on them channeling like one or up to like three different spirits that that's how they get their intuitive readings is by like communicating with these specific spirits or at least that's how they're seeing it. So who knows what's actually going on, I guess. But, and then that's where they get all their answers Oh. and everyone's like, Sounds great. You <laughs> take my money. And I'm like, what? You don't like it. Okay. Anyways.
0: Are you familiar with the, it was on Fox's Toonami, the anime called Shaman King? No. So this, it was like within kind of the milieu of Pokemon and Digimon becoming a big thing. Mm-hmm. It was this guy, this boy who was like a shaman and he collected spirits.
2: Okay.
0: And he would fight other shamans by like channeling the spirits and then he would like get all of their magical powers. Alright. That's basically what you're describing.
1: Okay.
0: He had like a handful of like, you know, his his go tos. Sure. Yeah
1: yeah okay it sounds about as as unhinged as that
0: absolutely
1: yeah (laughs) that's just like such an insane understanding of what shamanism is um yeah yeah maybe we'll cover that in what is it when it's the next one not 101 but like what's the next version of that uh
0: 201 It kind of depends. Yeah, like 201 would be your second year course, but like a 105 would be like if you're taking one in in the same.
1: Okay. Yeah. Got it. No, I would say that would be. Typically your
0: 101 classes are full of like a lot of people who are in, you know, STEM majors, but they need to take an arts credit. Mm. Yeah. Right.
1: Okay, so, yes, I'm personally not very welcoming to random spirits. I have no problem with calling on a specific spirit that I don't personally know, like, for the benefit of someone else. But I, yeah, certainly wouldn't structure my whole thing around that. But on the other side of it is that people see a Ouija board and they think, oh, my God, it's a portal to hell, which is just as crazy.
2: Mm.
1: Well, no, that's less. I mean, it's just as wrong, they're both wrong, but um, one is a little bit more like safe, <laughs> I would say, which is going, I'm not touching this, I'm not getting involved, um, which is fine. But a Ouija board is not a portal to hell. Oh, that's very stupid. John showed me a picture of the Shaman King poster and it looks very bad. Um, okay, so what was I talking about? Ouija board. It's not that dissimilar from any other form of divination, to be honest.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're asked, like, it's if you're holding a pendulum and you're asking a question, that's the same thing as using a Ouija board. Except that oftentimes when people use a Ouija board, they're irrationally afraid of it, and then that is what's causing them problems. Their mm-hmm. fear would attract things that are attracted to fear, possibly, yeah. you know? So like, that's where the footfall actually is, but then also it's like not wrong that if you're afraid to be like, Oh, I'm not getting involved with that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But if you're not afraid, then it doesn't actually matter. It's not like, you're going to be like, guys, it's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, And like respectfully and we're all being chill and we're also all not afraid. We're going to have a Ouija board like moment fine it's just a way to make it easier for you to like connect and communicate because let me tell you directly translating like channeled information is not that easy i mean some people are naturally really gifted at it but like it's definitely easier if you have some kind of a medium that you're like using Mm. not a medium person but like a a thing yeah. A Ouija board, cards, pendulum, etc. Something like that. You know?
0: Well, I think back to our conversation with Chantel on episode in? number here, wherein. Shit, and I can't remember if this part of the conversation was recorded or not, but when she would join in on, like, ceremony with people from different tribe. And they Mm. used, like... Yeah, that was in the episode. Okay. They call
1: the directions in the opposite order. In the opposite, like,
0: clockwise and or counterclockwise. And she was like, oh, like, you're going to fuck up my ancestors, but you do you. She didn't
1: say that. She said you're going to call in the contrary grandmothers. Right,
0: yeah. So things are
1: going to get, like, wild. Yeah. So...
0: Yeah. And your other grandmother.
1: Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Which
0: was not to say that, like, their modality was wrong, but that it was the one that they used. And she yeah. was respectful. Of that.
1: Her, like, mantra throughout those episodes as we're talking about different things was it's not wrong, it's just different.
0: Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: Which obviously is just a little bit nicer um, than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's my brand, though I can't go back on it now. No. <laughs> I we're almost at an hour, and I haven't even started talking about deities yet. So maybe I will save it for a different episode.
0: Yeah, I feel like deities is a.
1: I just very briefly touch on it. So okay, fine. I'll do this basic thing, and then we'll go. We'll have another episode about it, maybe in two oh one. So if you are interested in working with deities, that's the type of spirit worship that you want to do, begin with research, because that is its own type of worship. You can really? worship, too. Like, worshiping and working with are not the same thing. I'm not really a big on worshiping, personally, because I don't like it. I'll do it if I have, like, a good relationship with the deity and they've already, like, come through for me a few times, then, yeah, there may be a little bit of worship in there, but... Certainly not going to fall to my knees as the first action. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just me, though. If you want to, that's fine. But, yeah, research and understanding them, reading their stories, reading their actual sagas and hymns and things certainly yeah. is important. Like, not just reading someone else's understanding of those, like, actually reading them yourself and drawing. Like, it's fine. It's good to read it if it's, like, a version that also has, like, historical context. That would really be ideal.
0: Right, yeah.
1: But um, then you'll be more familiar with them, with their energy, and then if you do end up eventually actually trying to communicate them with them and ask them questions and things, you'll have a better understanding of, like, who they are, what their vibe is, and you'll be able to tell the difference between them and someone else.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and, like, this is a... Very much like a, a non-denominational practice, like it, mm-hmm. it's,
1: yeah,
0: like. <laughs>
1: well, some people, some witches are very dedicated to like their one deity that mm. they worship, especially with goddesses, and specifically like Diana. Like dianastic witches are their whole own thing. It's not so much popular anymore, but in the '70s, it was really big. They would have... No men were allowed to join their covens. It was only women. And they, like, so vehemently worshipped only Diana. Yeah. Yeah. But oftentimes, that's, yeah, not required. Certainly not if you're... If you're not in a coven, you can obviously do as you please.
0: Well, uh, like, the weird thing about, like, kind of Abrahamic religions in the Americas is, is they are so separate from knowledge and practice as it was but it, like even if you know certainly judaism has a lot of like spiritual practice that yeah, is
1: mysticism
0: missing from like contemporary practice within the americas but there is still like a lot right. of like emphasis on knowledge Cabot? similarly like so does christianity so does mm-hmm. islam
1: Kabbalah is really popular among, like, certain types of witches, though. Like, that is its own whole thing. Um, I've never really vibed with it because I don't really like Yahweh, (laughs) personally. But it is very, like, held in very high regard by a lot of people, for sure. Jewish mysticism and the Kabbalah and all of that.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, if... If there, if we have caballic listeners, like
1: oh my god, 100% email me and you can come on. That'd be incredible. Yeah, that'd be so good.
0: Just talking about all the creatures too: the dibics, <laughs> the gollums. the
1: We talked about the Divic box, which is kind of the yeah. a skateboard hobbit for opening it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's actually funny that you said that because on my next paragraph I have fae, jinn, angels, demons, etc. <laughs> Each of these could really have their own episode, but if you're listening to this because you're just starting out, because I said listen to this if you're just starting out, don't, just avoid them, just leave them alone because they're tricky and they're not necessarily on your side and you absolutely do not need to be involved with that at this point. So just forget about it. Forget I mentioned it. (laughs) Once you're reliably identifying and working with plant spirits and ancestors or even deities, then You can possibly explore some of these, but don't be foolish. Don't dabble because you'll be sorry.
0: Don't dabble with Dybbuk.
1: Yeah, the same goes, well, I mean, specifically don't dabble with a Dybbuk because that literally means evil spirit. So, yeah, you don't want to do that. Um, The same goes for tricksters. If you are doing deity stuff, do not start with a trickster, I would suggest. Not doing that. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't cover animal spirits either um, yet. And we so, we
0: invoked a trickster once on this podcast. We invoked we had, like uh, five
1: of them though, because there was a whole episode about tricksters. Fair, yeah, we yeah you can go back and listen to the freaking ten minutes I was able to salvage of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so maybe we'll do a whole other episode too on animal spirits because then we can get into the whole thing around like that's my spirit animal and whatever, right? I'm thinking if
0: we can bring someone on for that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure we can find someone. And also speaking of the angels, I already spoke to Cain and they are stoked to come on and talk about that. So that's an exciting future episode. Cain literally has a degree in theology and they also work with angels and infernals in their practice. So that'll be a really awesome episode.
2: Mm.
1: Okay. Ghosts. This is... I am not against... Um, ghost hunting, but I just find it odd. I don't know. It would be fun to have a ghost hunter on too, because then I could be like, why do you do all of that stuff with the flashlight? <laughs> why don't you just be like, hey, are you there? <laughs> like, what's up? And then just tell everybody what the ghost is saying in your head. That's what I would do.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> Sometimes have... they do
1: do that. They have like a medium on the show, I guess, but...
0: Have you seen any of Dan Aykroyd's interviews about ghost hunting?
1: In real life? Yes. No.
0: <laughs> okay, so...
1: Incredible.
0: Yeah, so, like, like all of, like...
1: If we have um, young listeners, Dan Aykroyd was in the first Ghostbusters movie. He's an actor from the 80s.
0: He was in the either. recent one. Yeah, sure, then, uh, but I'm just
1: saying, like, that's why you're referencing the
0: one. The one that has a character named Podcast. What? <laughs> Have you not seen this movie?
1: <laughs> no, I haven't seen either of the new ones.
0: Okay, I think I saw it with kids, though. Mm,
1: yeah, uh, definitely wasn't me.
0: Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, one, there's a character name podcast, and two, all of the Ghostbusters are in it, including uh Ramus, who's dead. They, right. they CGI him as a ghost.
2: Nice.
0: Yep. So yeah, like two things, like Dan Aykroyd, he co-wrote the first Ghostbusters, and there's like interviews with him at the time where he's like, Yeah, all of the science in the movie is real. <laughs> Uh, this movie is 95% reality and then 5% of my jokes. Um,
1: I'm going to go with the Stay puff Marshmallow Madison, the joke percentage.
0: uh, Sure. I mean, you Uh, have to think. (laughs) He, yeah, he's a big proponent of that. And then he is also a big proponent of the Crystal Skull Aliens. Which is why his vodka brand is Crystal Skull. Mmm. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. Dan right he fully believes in like ghost hunting. Hmm.
1: If I ever decide to go full shock jock, I will bring someone on who thinks that the aliens built the pyramids and then just be like, Let's fucking go <laughs> Because I think he does. Like No, he, I, I believe yeah. you. A lot of people do. Anyways. Okay. I
0: mean, you know who we can call. So. I have, ab-
1: yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> um, okay, so you don't, listener, you do not have to work with spirits at all. But I do think it's worth having a basic knowledge, basic understanding of them, because once you start raising energy and like opening up to sensing energy um, in whichever way, whether you do that or not, too, let me just be clear, you could still have these experiences. But if you are Doing spell work and raising energy, it's obviously more likely. So it's good to know what is going on. What could be around, you know what I'm saying? So at the very least, know how to reliably get them to mosey on if you don't want to work with them. Yeah. Should I? Okay.
0: The thing is, is like, you're at any one time less interest or... At any time, a spirit is going to be less interested in you than you are in a spirit. Right?
1: Mm, Probably.
0: For the most part. Yeah. So, you don't need to mess with them, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying that once you start, like, raising power, especially, Mm. you'll notice. Right. Probably. You know? Like...
0: Sorry, but, like, my point is, like, you don't need to raise power unless you need, like, Yeah, need
1: to. well, exactly, because then you're doing a spell, which yeah. you'll notice that when we're talking about our Witchcraft 101, I haven't even talked about spells at all, because that's not a 101 fucking thing,
2: yeah.
1: so don't worry don't about do it. it. Yeah, okay, and then I said here, methods of banishing depends on a lot of different factors. No, the answer is not always sage. In fact, it often isn't sage. So calm the fuck down, Becky. Put down the smudge. It's going to be okay. Relax. Take a deep breath. (laughs) This is how I really want to talk to every customer that comes in looking terrified and asking for sage. I'm not allowed, obviously, to speak that way to customers, but I really, really want to. Because oh, as much as so many people don't necessarily agree with like, the Blackfoot elders deciding Sage is like a close practice. White Sage specifically is a close practice. I get it. Like I get why Mm -hmm. that reaction is there Yeah. because it's literally on like real housewives of Atlanta and shit now. Like, I don't know what, why I chose that city. I don't know which one it was on, but it was on one of them and it was coming. White Sage was coming in like a fucking, Sephora like box. Sephora's a makeup brand, John.
2: <laughs> like a
1: box of like shit and had a white sage bundle Jesus in it. Christ. And the possibly most egregious one that I've heard is that at Spirit of Halloween one year, they had something that was called black sage which is actually a colloquial name for an actual type of sage. It's not literally black though. And they spray painted it or something. Black. Oh no. Yeah. So like the level of disrespect is really staggering, not to mention appropriation and making money off of someone else's like culture. Even mm. beyond that, beyond that type of, you know, realization of the situation, It's disrespectful to the plant. And if you genuinely believe like you want this plant to help you, you need to have respect. If you treat it like shit, it's not going to work. And again,
0: I mean, per earlier discussion.
1: Yeah. Sage is not the only thing. And it's even not knowing what I know about all different plants and my own experience with different plants. Sage isn't necessarily the first plant I would reach for if I was trying to chase something out of my house. Mm -hmm. It is the first plant I would reach for if I had someone in my house who was like completely devastated and crying their eyes out or someone who absolutely cannot form boundaries and they're just like letting themselves get completely run down. Sure. Sage. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I would reach for like maybe some dragon's blood, Angelica, something else to chase a spirit out.
0: Mm-hmm. What about salt?
1: Yeah, salt's good. For sure. Mm-hmm. Again, that's another thing where like, it's only as good as which witch.
0: Practitioner. Yeah.
1: yeah, but definitely can be good. Okay. And you're not, you know, taking away anyone's stuff or like disrespecting anybody's heritage by using salt. So yeah, safe bet. <sighs> The one actually that also blows my mind is palo santo and like the total misunderstanding Mm. of what that is and what it's for yeah like it literally means sacred wood yeah so again that's not for chasing ghosts out of your house it's for like it's used in deep reverence it's for like consecration of sacred objects and things like that like people just reach for whatever thing they've seen on Instagram or something and they're like yeah oh, this is it and it's like no yeah you need especially if you're trying to use something that you see is super popular and it has a foreign sounding name like that Palo Santo that sounds very like whatever Spanish or yeah. something right so look at look into it look up like what does this actually mean like actually do your research to fully understand that practice and the use of that plant in context in actual historical context
0: yeah well and that's a i alluded to it earlier but like when i was going to cleanse my work i was going to use cedar because i understood what i was doing with it
1: Yeah, cedar would be a good choice, too, because that's the protection. That's the protector, right? As well. Mm -hmm. We also talked about that on the episode, one of them with Chantal. No, Mm -hmm. did we? We talked about it in the workshop we did with her. Yeah. Because that was part of why I chose the elk for my drum. It was in the same direction as cedar, which was fire, which I believe is west on the Cree medicine wheel. So no east west is water yeah yeah it is
0: Remember right north uh, is wind yeah okay yeah
1: um but it's associated with
0: I guess yeah north would be wind if it's Cree
1: sure I'm just saying that's what Chantel taught us and I know hers is the Cree one so
0: fucking wind patterns in this region of the world oh okay got you yeah, yeah.
1: so east is fire is elk is cedar and so the association between those three is that when there's a forest fire the elk is the first creature to like respond and start trying to like put out the embers that are forming by stepping on them um and if they can't do that then they're the first animal to return after the fire and stomp out all of the like remaining Mm. smoldering parts so that the other animals are safe to like return cute yeah so it would be a good choice for cleansing a place like your work for sure yeah specifically when she said when she was describing that direction and all of its use its medicine she said ptsd i was like oh that's the one i need (laughs) you have any further questions about spirits?
0: I don't think I do. Why 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 you alluded to it? Yeah. The gin that you had was derived from juniper.
1: Gin is in the liquor, not the creature. Any right. Yeah. On? yeah.
0: Why are why is distilled alcohol called a spirit? I don't know. Do you?
1: No. Oh. Should we look look (laughs) that? Why is alcohol called spirits? Distillation is actually the process of capturing the essence or spirit of the liquid. So it's Mm. specifically distilled liquor, which at the same, which at the time was the most valuable part, the alcohol. Right. Um, But according to the Oxford English Dictionary, the earliest record of the word spirit actually meant a liquid, which doesn't exactly narrow it down to liquor. Okay. So it could be almost like, hmm, that's interesting. Because then if you think about that, it's not necessarily alcohol, liquor. If it's spirits of, like, any liquid, then that would mean... Like, when you breathe in the vapors of your tea, that would be spirits too, yeah. right?
0: So when when you distill a fermented product, you're literally removing the, the water content
2: mm-hmm.
0: and leaving behind, like, the fermented sugars, the remaining sugars. Sure. The things that make it the thing that it is. And so it is, like... I mean, if you were to remove the waters from you, which is like your body is, whatever it is, 90% water. Okay. The remainder would be the, like the distilled Maddie would be your spirit.
1: The essence. That's mm-hmm. what I just read. Yeah. So it is interesting that it's called spirits. Yeah. And so it is like the essence of a thing. Yeah. Like when you think of what is your spirit, well it is your essence.
2: Yeah.
1: And especially you can tell that when you are dealing with the spirit of a plant, it's not the plant itself, right? And quite obviously. Mm-hmm. It's the essence. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So if you want the essence of a person, you gotta throw them in this big like copper pot, <laughs> heat it up, allow them to, you know, boil out all the waters and then, like, The rest of them go up into the (laughs) tube and then into the other vat.
1: That's very gross.
0: (laughs) So don't do that.
1: (laughs) I was going to say that it's interesting because spirits can help you or fuck you over in both contexts, you know? Clara. Like you could use alcohol to like clean a wound or something and it's oh, yeah, yeah. or if you drink a lot of it, then it will fuck you over. And it's yeah. just like actual spirits. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Could Except for of ruin your attempt at a podcast. <laughs> well, yeah. Sure. One of them's completely within your control though. So it's like, well, <laughs> yeah. well, I guess that's debatable too. Is that All
0: right. It? Well then I don't have further questions you have further comments, thoughts,
1: concerns? Yeah, I'm saving for my sign-off.
0: Ah. Well then, if there's nothing else, then Sister Luna says,
1: Take it easy on the spirits, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Just do things one at a time. Be chill. Start with plant spirits. No need to be afraid.
0: Hasta luego.